What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about how gaming is an art form. It is indeed an art form, as well as other gaming news that has come up in the week. Yep. So, as I ask every single week, Liz, how are you? I'm tired. You're tired. I'm very tired. Yeah. Like, it, it seems like... Uh, where we are, it's it's pretty rainy out, so... It's going to be disgusting all week. It's like raining, and it's not raining, and then it was like sweltering hot when I got out of work. Mm-hmm. But it's going to rain and thunderstorm all week. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too pleased about that, because... It's going to be humid and gross. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. It's like, it's not just like the rain where it's like, oh, that's disgusting, but it's like humid summer rain. Yeah. And like, ugh. at work today, like I told you, mm-hmm. I had to walk to the post office to take some stuff and mail it out for my boss which is fine it's only like three and a half four blocks but the problem was it was it was raining earlier and it was so humid and i was wearing heels yeah and i forgot to take my sweater off and i was carrying things so i couldn't take it off while i was walking so i just had to walk all the way to the post office with a sweater on it was so terrible i was so i looked disgusting when i got back to the office yeah because like in this type of rain it's like I, do i need a jacket and then you take a jacket out and you're just like yeah. and just like it it's feels just, disgusting it's just bad it's gonna be a long week yeah i had a long week last week yeah yeah i was at a uh conference last week uh pretty much they commanded you to be a po- become a politician and i was like i don't want to be a politician i want to be a podcaster because uh, they both start with p that was bad <laughs> um and then uh last monday and tuesday was uh prime day um but we didn't shop too much because i was away and i was at work yeah so and i'm not really good at like time the time the whole time frame on everything mm-hmm. gives me anxiety and last year i just told you what i wanted and you ordered it yeah and from what I heard from a lot of people that like it was okay deals, like not not great, not spectacular. Well, yeah, usually you have like really cool household ga- gadgets. The thing mm-hmm. is that like I kind of need a couple household gadgets, so yeah. I missed out on those. The only thing I bought was a Kindle Fire Seven, uh, because I wanted to read comics on the go. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I and I got it, and I just. I was just like, oh, will I be able to read comics digitally versus pay? Because I've been reading comics, mm-hmm. the actual book. I thought it would feel weird. Uh, surprisingly, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty small screen. It's a seven-inch screen. And what did you play on it? Did I play? Oh, yeah. Um, I played the Skyrim Alexa version of the very special edition Skyrim. Uh, I played it for like 10 minutes. It's one of those like yeah. things that's like, oh, that's funny. You yeah, know? like you do it when you're bored just to like mess around. Yeah. Like just like people who like mess with Siri when they're bored. You know? Yeah. You, you, now you get to mess with Alexa. Yeah, with Skyrim. And it, and I love Skyrim. It's probably my favorite game of all time. I don't know what's my favorite game. We'll talk Let's about that. Let's not get into that. Let's not get into <laughs> that. Um, so, yeah, Kindle, uh, pretty good. I recommend it if you want to take your comics on the go like I do. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Not sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, so, yeah, we start this off every week with our first segment called... Oh, don't ask me to try and figure out that. Table Talk Topics! That thing! Yeah, where we take on our deck of uh, table topics, we shuffle the deck, and each and every week we 
start the timer with 10 minutes and we just uh, have a little mini discussion about the random question that's from the deck of cards here. So Liz, as you pick a card from the top, I'm going to get the timer up for 10 minutes as our dog chews on, on his antler and you can probably hear it on the microphone. We apologize. Yeah. It's better than the squeak toy, trust me. That is true. <laughs> Every time Adam takes the antler away and puts it on the floor, he <laughs> looks at it like... He's like, what? What did you... Like, you no. jerk. No. Why would you do that? So timer is 10 minutes. Uh, what is this week's question? This week's question is... Just put it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, this week's question is, should animals be protected if they are in danger of going extinct? Like our dog. <laughs> he is not in danger of going extinct. You're mean. I mean, that should be an easy question. You know, uh, repeat the question one more time. Should animals be protected if they are in danger of going extinct? Hmm. Oh, oh, it said for 10 seconds, not 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, as I said for the real time, uh, why don't you answer that first? I mean, oh, I'm like torn in that way. Why is that? It's like, yes, I think that they should be protected, but at the same time, like, you can't protect everything and everyone. Yeah, if like, that's a lot of work to, like, there are species we don't even know about. How are you supposed to protect them all if they're, like, how are you even supposed to know if they're going extinct half the time? Mm -hmm. Like, I know there are ways to, like, keep an eye on it, but at the mm -hmm. same time, it's like, it's a lot of work. And, like, I remember, I don't know if you remember when you were little, but, like, there's, like, a bug. And then someone in the, your group of friends is like, don't kill it. You're going to go to jail if you kill it because it's going extinct. Yeah, the praying mantis. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I understand that. But, like, at the same time, like, if you start doing that with everything, mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to jail for killing a fly. Yeah, it is a pretty open-ended question because it just says, should animals be protected when they're going in danger? Like, it doesn't say what animal. And uh, there was an Adam Ruins Everything about this yeah. where he said the cuter the animal, the more people who are activists about it. So if it's uh, if it's uh, it's an ugly animal, people won't really care about it. Possums. No one wants possums around. <laughs> no one wants possums. Possums are cute. Possums are not cute. <laughs> they are creepy looking little creatures. But that's the thing is that like, well, we have to ask ourselves, is it endangering the current environment? Is it actually killing yeah. other species? Is it is the endangered species that we're protecting making other species endangered? Yeah, exactly. Like mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to go about that, like. Yeah, I mean, I I like, want do we to say need to save every bird. Yeah, like, really, we need all of them. Yeah, because like like I said, like when when you first asked the question, I I said to myself like, yeah, that's an easy answer. Yeah, but you had the point of, do we save every single animal? Yeah, you know, like we can barely keep ourselves alive half the time. What human beings? Yeah, like yeah. not like we have like every nation. I mean, America and and other countries such a hard time just dealing with life itself. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, now we're supposed to save every animal. Yeah, like that's a lot. Like, and then I think like all the birds that are on the endangered species list. Like, mm -hmm. do we really need all the birds? I know that and sounds really bad to say. To like, do it we does. really need to protect these animals? Like, like I don't know. Like, animals have natural instinct. So if their natural instinct isn't working, mm -hmm. what are we gonna do? Put them all in the zoo and keep them all safe forever? That is true. Um, that is true. Because then you'll run out of room, you exactly. know. 
uh, and every person has their passion, and that's and that's the thing. It's uh, mine is dogs. Yours is dogs. Yeah, <laughs> and I think the question should be mostly about: Should you be the one to protect these animals? You know, uh, it, it it can go on the line of like anything that's like a a power movement. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like like I've said every week, I work in a church. Uh, I'm a youth pastor in a church, and almost every week there's like, oh, uh, you know, Adam, you should be focusing on this missionary and this missionary and this and this passion and this passion and this passion. Mm-hmm. And, and I and I always reply like, well, why don't you? You know, yeah. I I can't be focused on every single ministry. Yeah, and, and I want to be. And in the same way, um, that's a very generic question or a gen, uh, general yeah. question. It's you know? a watermelon question. Yeah. As teachers would put it. Yeah. Wait, what does that mean? You I've know how a teacher it. compare like topics? So like say you're getting assigned an essay in school mm-hmm. and you can choose a topic and yeah. you choose politics. A teacher would say, well, that's a watermelon topic. Why don't you choose a bite-sized topic and do democracy? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, watermelon. Okay, I understand. I was yeah. like, because it's like it looks big, but it's all just water inside. But no, it's just it's too big of a topic. Why don't you choose a seed? Yeah. So I, I think it should come down to is like if you're passionate about this certain animal, I think you should strive for it and you should look for others who are passionate about that exactly. same animal. Like yeah. if you want to go save the animals, the birds, the flies, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever animal you it is, want, go ahead. Yeah. Just don't ask me to do it because it's way too much work. And that's, like, and that's I'll a, help by not hunting. OK. And, and we can even like change this to a different topic like should you go into an animal protection if you're not passionate about that animal you know like we went to the wolf sanctuary right oh my goodness that was amazing yeah and if you're not passionate about wolves like you enjoy wolves like Mm -hmm. oh man that looks cool but if you're not passionate about protecting them and keeping them safe then are you actually protecting them yeah you know are you actually just like cute and cuddly wolves you know, they are not cute and cuddly. They are so cute and cuddly. They are. But like the trainer said, like you wouldn't be able to go in their pen and not get attacked. The I, trainers can. No, I would. No, I would. I would totally. But, the, be the but you know what I mean? Like they need they only don't attack their trainers and their feeders because mm-hmm. they know them and they're used to them. And even then they have to be extremely cautious. They can't just mm. go sneak up on the pack of wolves. And that's the other problem is that like should these animals be protected when they attack human beings like yeah. they are like the like the animals that are out in Africa in the desert like mm-hmm. they're attacking villages do we should we be keeping them alive if they're attacking human beings yeah because th- this question you want to say yes but then you think about it and it's just kind of like like it depends yeah. it really is a depend because you yes generally speaking um if someone came up to me and said hey there's an animal who's being endangered right now Let's go protect it. I would say, I want to. Which animal? Yeah, which animal? Because if it's a fly, I would like to kill them all. <laughs> Can I find a way oh, to I kill snorted. all the flies? Yeah. Um, spiders. All the spiders. <laughs> I don't want to save no spiders. There are so many. We have so many spiders in our house. Yeah. I don't know what it is about our house or well, our neighborhood that attracts spiders. Well, it's because I read so many Spider-Man comics. No. That no. I call them. No. And I'm like, I am the new Spider-Man. No. Stay back, Miles Morales. No. That's me. No. I'm the new Miles no. Morales. Okay. But it, it definitely is. Uh, I don't want to end this discussion with a, it depends. 
Um, but it does. I mean, it does. It really is a that's. It's not really. It's not really a black and white question. It's a very gray area question. Yeah. And I, I would more or less, like I said, I would ask, should somebody who's not passionate about that animal be involved in, in the endangerment program? Yeah. You know, it, I, I, I remember when I was a kid, I, I sponsored uh, the whales and mine was named Colt. Uh, I, I, had a, I had a whale named Colt and I sponsored him uh, and, and I just sent money, you know. Yeah. I wasn't really passionate about whales because one, I was five years old and more likely than not, my mom was actually sending money and it was my yeah. whale. Um, but it, it just comes down to the line of like, are you passionate about that animal? Are you passionate yeah. about saving that endangered spe- species? So long as it's not endangering human lives on a constant basis, you know, like it's deadly to human beings. It will yeah. kill you. Um, if you're passionate about it, I say like strive for it. Yeah. Just don't expect other people to be pa- as passionate as you. You want to know what I thought of of how I help animals? How do you help animals? I brake the car every time. <laughs> you oh yeah you you put on the brakes for every single animal. Like, I do, and I got Adam to do it. Like <laughs> my little sister used to yell, she's like, "Did you just brake for a pigeon or a squirrel?" And I'm like, "Yes, I did." Like I can't like if I see it there, like why would I purposefully run it over? That's just yeah. terrible. Like. Even though it I is. hate squirrels, like squirrels freak me out. I hate squirrels. Mm-hmm. Pigeons are just really weird looking. Yeah. But I'll break for them. Like, yeah. Jeez. So, like, it definitely comes down to the passion of that animal. Is it endangering human lives? Um, I, w- I will end my answer on not it depends, but if you're passionate about it. I'm ending yeah. mine on it depends. You're ending yours on it depends. Uh, because, like I said, I, I'm passionate about growing teenagers' lives, you know? But not everybody is as passionate as about teenagers. No. Some some people look at me like, you work with teenagers? I'm like, yeah, man, they're like cool kids, man. Especially middle schoolers. They're yeah. so brutally honest. Not everybody is like that. Yeah. And so they shouldn't work in youth ministry, you know? So I would say if it's passionate about it, then you should definitely do it. Uh, and you're still going to end yours with, it depends? Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> So that was our Table Talk topic. Uh, Liz, uh, can you read the topic one more time? So if you want to answer us on our Twitter, the at, question... At Gaming Groceries. Yes. You should answer the question of, should animals be protected if they're in danger of going extinct? Mm. So uh, if you want to answer that question, uh, tweet at us, at Gaming Groceries, using the hashtag uh, Table Talk Topics. So... Uh, yeah, we would love to hear your answers. So let's get right into the news. Oh, my. <laughs> our dog is being goofy. So, uh, and if you haven't seen our dog yet, he has two photographs on our Instagram. Just search for games and groceries on Instagram. Or if you search the hashtag Floki on <laughs> Instagram. You'll find Floki. You'll find Floki. Yeah. The Floki, the You'll chicky. find many Flokies. There's a lot of Flokies out there. Oh, really? I follow the Instagram. There's a couple dogs named Floki. Wow. I, I didn't Floki, think... you're part of a community. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I didn't think it was, like, super unique of a name, but... I mean, you have to think, most people probably might have, not even with the Vikings, but they might have gotten it from the Viking show. Uh, that's true. You know, like, yeah, he's that's n- where we originally got it. Yeah, he's named after Hrafna Floki Vilgarsson. Or Floki for short, like they do on Vikings. Yeah. Well, not for show, but it's part of his name. Well, yeah, Vikings is a great show. 
So, not wasting any more time, um, even though we're only 15 minutes in. Uh, let's get right into the gaming news. Uh, very first one I'm going to talk about is the Halo Infinite uh, news, because that's a pretty short topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about the Battle Royale. Uh, and I'll call it a fad. It is a fad. It's not just a genre, but it's a fad. Yeah. Um, and the developers, <clears throat> and I was telling to Liz, I wish I wrote the name down because I forgot it and I feel like, but you know, uh, you can look it up too. But, excuse me, the Halo Infinite developer or the the head chief, he was interviewed and he was asked like, oh, is there going to be a battle royale in a new Halo Infinite game? Uh, we don't know when it's coming out, but <clears throat> it's pretty far along. And I'm pretty sure that the Battle Royale fad is going to be dying out. Mm-hmm. So when he was asked, is there going to be a Battle Royale game? He said, listen, the only BR in Halo Infinite is going to be Battle Rifle. I think that is the funniest way to answer that question. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like, he's like, instead of just saying absolutely not, yeah. he's just like, absolutely not. This is what it's going to be. Don't ever. Like, he basically just said, don't ask me such a stupid question. (laughs) Yeah, even when Todd Howard was talked about with the uh, Battle Battle Royale in Fallout 76, he even said, oh, we'll see. And that's kind of a no, but at the same time, that worries us. Like, um, whoa, wait, what do you mean we'll see? Yeah. Whereas Halo Infinite, he's like, no, absolutely not. This is a fad. We understand it's a fad. And I'm not putting it in my game. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so I, I applaud the man. We we have no idea about Halo Infinite. We have ideas from the trailer we saw in E3. Yeah. But as far as like what the game is exactly, we don't know if it's like a mainline or if it's a if it's a sequel to Halo Five. Yeah. But uh, the the most we know now, like the yeah. definitely we know there is not going to be battle royale. Woo! And I think that's fantastic because nothing wrong with a battle royale. I play Fortnite, you know, but. Mm-hmm. It, it's a fad. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fad, and it's a it's a fad that people are trying to cash in on. Like Call of Duty's cashing in on it. Um, there was a there was another battle royale game shown in E three. There was uh, Radical Heights, which was Cliff uh, Cliff Blazinski's Cliffy B. I'll just say Cliffy B's uh, take on battle royale, and it's just dying out. People are yeah. oversaturating it. Just let Fortnite be Fortnite and PUBG be PUBG, and just ended there. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's for Halo Infinite. But the next topic I want to talk about is uh, every week I have to bring it up. Fallout 76. Oh, my goodness. It has to be there has to be some element of Bethesda in every single podcast. So um, I tweeted out today. Well, first, so Bethesda tweeted out and then I tweeted it out and then Pete Hines t- tweeted me. So let's start with the uh, original tweet, which was from Bethesda Game Studios. And it reads... We're blown away by the response to the beta. So the break it early test. Um, oh, no. Uh, I forget what the A stands for. Application, I think. But Floki. Um, still sorting out the details, but we'll start letting you know when you'll break it in October. One month before it releases. I'm like, what? Uh, first on Xbox One, which we're playing on Xbox One. Yeah. So we'll get it first, guaranteed. Woohoo. Um, First on Xbox One, then PS4 and PC. So they're saying, we'll let you know in October. Uh, then we tweeted out on Games and Groceries on Twitter, at Gaming Groceries. Um, I tweeted, only a month in advance to break it? Uh, Bethesda Games is, and I tweeted also Pete Hines. Mm-hmm. Is a month really enough time to fix what you encourage us to break? Uh, yeah. 
you know, and, and that's how I thought. I'm like, yeah, I, like that's a lot. Like that is a really short amount of time for you guys to play it, find all the bugs they have, and for them to fix them all before it releases. Like that's a really short amount of time. Mm-hmm. It is, um, and, and and we're all thinking like we're the beta testers. But then he, Pete Hines, tweets back at me mm-hmm. because me and Pete Hines were bros. Like we bro fist all the time. Don't lie. <laughs> no, um, I haven't even met the guy. I. I I wish we were bros. I mean, Pete Hines, if you're listening to this, I mean, hit me up. Let, let's hang out. Let's have a beer together. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Me and Uncle Pete. And Floki. Well, that's awkward. <laughs> so I tweeted out, like, is a month really enough to fix what you encourage us to break? Pete Hines, I'm stupid enough not to think of this. I can't believe I didn't. Uh, he tweets back saying, we are already breaking it and fixing it and breaking it in new ways. <laughs> Uh, there will be a smaller test that involves some of the beta folks. So he's going to be pulling some people first before the full beta. Hmm. So there's going to be a small pool of them. I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing that small pool is the Xbox One users. Yeah. So then, really what your guys job is to find the tiny things that they might have possibly yeah. missed. So really, it'll be an almost perfect condition. Yeah. But they just want to make sure that they caught everything. The general populace. You, yeah. Yeah. Not just their own. Yeah. And I, the reason why I can't believe I, and I also tweeted back like, oh, fair enough. That makes sense. Thanks for the info. Like, I just want to let them know yeah. that like, I'm not angry. But <laughs> but when he tweeted that, I was like, oh, I'm so stupid. Because currently I'm, I'm reading the book uh, Significant Zero by, um, his name is Walt. And I can't remember his first name or his last name. But He's talking about his development into the game industry. And mm-hmm. right now I'm on the chapter where he's a quality assurance. He's a tester for games. Mm-hmm. Like they hire people to go yeah. in, test these games, break these games. They have people hired to actually test it. Can I get that job? Yeah, right. Um, but he, he's right. There are people in the industry who are hired to do this. Oh, yeah. So when he said, we are already breaking it and fixing it. And breaking it in new ways. And there are smaller tests. So really, beta tests are for indie games that don't have the money to hire these yeah. beta testers. So then he's going to bring out to the Xbox One users. They'll, they'll, like you said, it's already going to be not in perfect form. Near perfect form. Near perfect. Like, they, they understand that there are some issues in multiplayer games. And they're, they're just going to let the general populace get into the game right uh the the average user yeah. right and see if you can find anything wrong yeah and i think if they release it as long as they release it in a month like month before like october 14th because mm-hmm. i believe it's coming out november 14th if i remember correctly uh, the biggest problem i'm concerned with is that you know what else is coming out in october no red dead redemption 2 Ooh. which is going to be and i believe assassin's creed Odyssey is coming out in October. I know it's gonna play that. Yeah, even I'm not gonna play that. Like, I think I'm gonna get Red Dead Two uh, to play around with. Yeah, it's that's another topic. But let's not go there. Let's not go there. But these other games are coming out in October. Why yeah. not release it in September or even just late September? Because maybe they just don't want to. I know, <laughs> but like I don't know. 
I, I feel like September or August would be a better time. Yeah, no, I agree. But yeah. they still want to make sure, like I said, they want to release the beta in near perfect form. They don't want mm-hmm. you to go. They, they're not hoping you go in and find a thousand bugs. They yeah. hope you go in and can't find anything. Yeah. That means that their quality assurance people did their job. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's more of a demo than anything else. Exactly. Because, You're going to get part of the game. Yeah. Because you know what else is releasing a month before the game? Hmm. NBA Live's demo is releasing a month before the game. Or like two weeks, actually. Yeah. But still. like, And that's what I mean. It's just like if NBA Live is releasing a demo like two or three weeks before the game. Yeah. Shouldn't a beta be released? But that's what it is. It's It's a glorified demo. Yeah. It's marketing. Like, and that's nothing bad. No, absolutely not. Like, I can't wait to get my hands on it. In fact, if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter, I've already pre-ordered and I have my Fallout 76 shirt. Yes. So I I haven't even touched the game and I've already bought merchandise for it. Exactly. (laughs) But it's a very comfortable shirt. Yes, it is. Yeah. Very soft. Very soft. So uh, keep your eyes peeled if you've pre-ordered the game and you're on Xbox One. The Fallout 76 beta is coming out in October. Uh, they didn't say when specifically. I'm hoping between October 1st and October 14th. Yeah. Give us a month. You yeah. know? And I'm guessing that smaller pool, like he tweeted me, because we're bros, um, uh, involving some beta folks we pull in before the full beta. So I'm guessing the Xbox One, where it says that Xbox One will be first. I'm guessing the small pool, quote unquote, will be Xbox yeah. One users. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was just that and our little... You know, Twitter Hangout, me and Pete Hines, me and Uncle Pete. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but the final thing we want to talk about uh, very quickly is uh, Ubisoft cracking down on abusive language and uh, derogatory terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure most of our listeners have heard of this already, but uh, Liz, you, you you saw this too. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was it about? So basically, Ubisoft has decided mostly on the division um, that's where they're focusing on, but I'm sure they'll put mm-hmm. in, in any of their games, yeah. they'll crack down on it. But if you use any type of bad language or offensive language, mm-hmm. you will slowly be banned. So you'll get two warnings before mm-hmm. you're officially banned. Um, I think there were some exceptions, like if it's extremely derogatory terms, oh yeah, um, then you'll you'll get an automatic ban. But you'll get Oh, first warning and a second warning if you use any type of cursing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then by the third time, you're on, you're banned, and that's the end of it. Yeah, or so three strikes, you're out. Something. I watched it, like, on Monday last week, so it's been a week since I okay since I saw the video about it. But, but I read an article I, like that, I think too. It's, yeah. I think maybe you're banned, like, the first time you're banned for 30 days, and the second time you're banned forever or something like that. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think I don't. I wish I would have rewatched the video, but it's something <laughs> like that. I remember something about like you're you're only banned for thirty days the first time. Yeah, and and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, but 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 like uh, here's the here's where where the discussion comes down: is this censorship or is this protection? It's censorship meaning like, are we taking away Americans' rights to uh, freely speak the First Amendment rights, or? Or is this protection, you know? And, and it comes at a fine line. Well, first, what is division rated? Uh, rated M. I, if okay. I'm Well, I mean, there's no rating yet. It hasn't been released. Oh, it hasn't come out yet. Okay. Uh, but the first division, I believe, is rated M. 
Because I'm thinking, because the thing is, one, I feel like everyone is so eager to jump to, oh, our freedom of speech being taken away. Mm-hmm. Everything that everyone does, it's like, oh, my freedom of speech is being taken away. Like, I think that's, that's the first thing everyone jumps to without really thinking about why they're doing it. First, they could be doing this so that they can get a better rating. Yeah. So younger kids can play. You uh, can't yeah. have a game where you're going to have a 30-year-old man cursing and talking slurs to a 10-year-old kid. Hmm. And that and that's the problem is that the first division had a lot of f bombs and a lot of cursing. Exactly. So, I I feel like it would be hypocritical too if uh, if yeah. there was a lot of cursing in the game and then all of a sudden if I curse, which I don't. Yeah. I don't in games, but if if someone curses, you know, and they're like, "Oh, this is your first strike," I'm like, "Well, your NPC yeah. is also cursing." Like, yeah, I exactly. I feel like that wouldn't be fair. Yeah. So it definitely depends how they're handling. Yeah. So it could be a rating thing. It Yeah. It could just be trying to get more people to play, like people who are like I don't like playing that game because the people that play that game have the worst mouth. That's like, true. You know what I mean? Like if a game mm-hmm. is known for having p- players who have bad language, like I wouldn't play that. If yeah. I, if all I heard was like the F bomb being thrown every 2 seconds, mm-hmm. like who wants to listen to that? Yeah. And and that's exactly why I don't play too much random multiplayer I exactly. like it's with my friends yeah and even my friends can be a little much but, well, but yeah at least you know the people they're coming from yeah and, and and that's the thing it's it's not that i'm like uh like like i'm uncomfortable around cursing it's just that like i i just want to play my game man exactly you know um so it really does um stretch that line to is this is, is this a version of like i'm being censored or is this protection you know yeah and it, it, yeah and it could be protection for them because if someone says a word mm-hmm. like a derogatory term yeah someone could be like oh my gosh this company allowed someone to call me this yeah something like that it could be there could be so many reasons why they're doing it, it, it i i seriously think it's not has nothing to do with your freedom of speech it's more of protection for them mm-hmm. Or something that'll better them as a company. Like they could be just trying, like I said, making trying to make it a little more friendly for everyone to mm-hmm. use. You know, give them more of a market. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Is that like, especially toward the toward the uh, derogatory terms. You know. Yeah. And anybody that uses the N word on on uh, any game platform. Yeah. Like, I don't care about freedom of speech. I, oh, I, yeah, no. I, I want you banned. Yeah, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I even had a friend of mine use that, and, and like, I disconnected straight away. I was yeah. like, no, I'm not having this, man. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Not getting in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, is his protection depending on how they handle it, but I just thought that, like, if an NPC is cursing a storm out, and then... Yeah, and the video I watched pointed out that, like, the first division had cursing, they're like... Yeah. How are you doing this? So, yeah, I didn't watch that so video. So I'm assuming that the new game won't have the cursing in it. Yeah, so I'm I'm very curious. Like, I'm already excited to play Division 2. Just to find out. Well, like, not just that, but, like, I'm, I've, I am I'm love the Division. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, but, so I'm very excited. Uh, even though I, I sound so excited. I'm very excited. So excited. I'm so excited. Uh, so, yeah, so that covers that. So just to wrap up. Uh, Halo Infinite will not have Battle Royale, which I'm thankful for. You know, yeah. Uh, they know it's a fad, just like the open world. Like every game has to have open world. You know, not every game needs to have Battle Royale. You know, not every game needs to have open world. Exactly. Um, 
And then Fallout 76 coming out in October. The beta is coming out in October. The full game is coming out in November. And then Ubisoft making a stand on cracking down on abusive language, derogatory terms. Um, but yeah, just keep that in mind. And um, yeah, tweet at us if, uh, any of your thoughts at Gaming Groceries. So with that, let's uh, get right into the this week's topic. As, as many of our listeners know, uh, this isn't really a gaming news what is happening he decided to that he wanted to sit in my lap see this is why i kind of want to get a camera and like record us so recording. you guys can see this life with this precious little pupper yeah but like you can see why you hear sudden bangs on the table and chewing in the background yeah so maybe someday but for now i i just like to keep my anonymity Anonymity, even um, though even though you know my first name and I work as a youth pastor, and that we have a dog named Loki. Like pretty yeah. much, if anyone on here knows us, they, you know they, us. <laughs> they know it's us. Yeah, but Loki is very precious. So, as many of our listeners know, we don't like to describe ourselves as a gaming news platform, but more of a gaming discussion platform. Yeah, uh, we call ourselves Games and Groceries because. We like to talk games, but also be adults, right? We like to bring We're games. normal people who are married and happen to like video games as adults. Mm-hmm. And like many adults, we like to discuss things. So uh, we want to get, bring gaming topics into the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's uh, discuss outside of the box. Yeah, not just like in the gaming bubble of like serious gamers, mm-hmm. but just like playing games and being a gamer as a regular adult who has a job and mm-hmm. a life. And we talked about last week what defines a gamer. Yeah, um, exactly. And we talked about that so you can catch up on us um, on our anchor page. So this week's topic, uh, we decided to do games are an art form. Mm-hmm. They are indeed an art form because a lot of adults will say like, well, how do you play games? Well, why don't you go to a museum? Why don't you read a book? Why don't you watch a film? Not a movie, mind you, but a film. What's the difference? There is no difference, and that's something we can talk about too. So, uh, but yeah, games are as much of an art form as any piece of uh, as as much of a painting is. Yep. As much as a good novel is, mm-hmm. um, comics are art forms. But uh, we can get into that in a little bit. So to set up this discussion, I I have a few things that I want to read here. So first off, uh, I looked up the definition of art. Just generally speaking. So the dictionary definition of, of art is the expression. Uh, he might want to have to go down to the ground. My, <laughs> did you hear him? Anyways, um, the, the dictionary definition of art is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination. You know, yeah. uh, so pretty much. The expression of human imagination is going into art, right? Yeah. And the other two things I want to read are two quotes. Uh, the first one is from Jackson Pollock, the painter, uh, who, who says this. When I say artist, I mean the one who is building things. Some with a brush, some with a shovel, and some choose a pen. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just like he just says, like, open your minds a little bit that yeah. art is not just with the painting, but it can be anything that you create. Yeah. It, it's any expression or application of human creative skill or imagination. It's anything. Mm-hmm. 
right? Exactly. And finally, I want to read one last quote from Pablo Picasso. I don't think I have to introduce Pablo Picasso. Um, uh, um, Our Floki is a Picasso with, I don't know. (laughs) Anyways. What? I don't know. I'm tired, too. (laughs) Uh, So Pablo Picasso has this to say. The purpose of, and I want to read this. uh, The purpose of art is washing away the dust of daily life off of our souls. And let me read that one more time. The purpose of art is washing away the dust of daily life off of our souls. And I'm reading all this just to set up this conversation of games are an art form just as much as any painting is. Right. Especially going to that last quote that the purpose of art or I can even say the purpose of games is to brush off the daily life, like Mm -hmm. to brush off that dust off of our souls, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so when you think of games as an art, what, what game comes in your mind? Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls. Okay. Why, why do you say that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, because it's just like movies. Someone had to come up with that idea mm-hmm. to make that game. Like even, I mean, I, I even like shooter games are art forms, but mm-hmm. to me, like, it's just like a movie where someone had to come up with an idea of this girl who has this thing that does like this like thing attached to her, this spirit attached to her. Yeah. That can go do things. Aiden. Whatever the heck his name was. <laughs> you know, it's spelled Aiden. Yeah. Aiden. Um, it was yeah. Aiden. But this thing attached to her where he can go do things for her and she's in this... Like, someone came up with that idea and that's insane. Yeah, David Cage uh, came up. Uh, like, David Cage, who is a phenomenal writer. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Uh, yeah. I still haven't played or watched um, uh, Detroit Become Human, which is the next game. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, that has a guy from Grey's Anatomy in it. Of course it does. Um, so, my goodness, Floki. Okay, so... I'm definitely going to have to get a camera at some point and just I mean, I have over. a camera. Yeah. We'll have to do it. We'll have to try it. <laughs> so he just wants love. He does. So so anyways, yeah, but Beyond Two, uh, Beyond Two Souls is an excellent form of art. Mm-hmm. And the other part is like, it's unlike a movie, though. You don't just uh, follow, follow up with the writing of it, but everything in that environment is drawn out, created, mm-hmm. engined. Exactly. You know? Like I feel like people when people hear like gaming is an art, they think of, oh, the images. Yeah. Like, oh, the characters. But even just the idea itself is mm-hmm. an art form. Like yeah. someone came up with an idea for this and told the artists, this is what I imagine it looking like. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. It comes to life and it's amazing. Even the light in the game is engined you know mm-hmm. even the light is created yes. you know it, nothing is i'm not trying to say movie making is easy either oh no but even my short spurt of trying to develop a game like i got inspired from the creator of stardew valley you mm-hmm. know one person by himself creating a game and i was like i can do that yeah i i tried it for what what, what would you say a month yeah you did it for a month then i was like i can't you're like i'm done <laughs> because it's not just the coding. It's not just the music making. It's not just the development, but it's the art behind it. It's the creativity. Yeah. It's the it's everything behind it. You need a team to create a video game. Yeah. And, and like you said, Beyond Two uh, Beyond Two Souls is not just the writing behind it, not just the story, but like 
just the creation behind it, the um, the acting behind it, the yeah. uh, the environment that it's in. You know, it's yeah. such a it's such an art. You know, yeah. uh, and you mentioned before that even shooting games like Call of Duty is an art. You know, yeah. or Halo. You know, someone made a really good point. I wish I remembered who made this point, but I I, I believe it was Game Ranks who made who made a video. It's like, why do we see so many war games? Why do we see so many shooting games? And it really comes down to that art is an interpretation of the environment you live in. Mm-hmm. We we are a generation of war. Yeah. We are because we've been at war since 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. right? 2001. 2001. And it's now 2018. You know, we've been we've been in a, in a generation of war for 17 years. The, the bigger idea is that there are kids alive mm-hmm. today yeah. that have never known their life without war. That's true. Yeah. Like there could have been a kid. There probably was a kid who was born on 9-11. Mm-hmm. And they literally have no life outside of yeah. that. One of my students was six days old when 9-11 happened. Exactly. You know, so their entire life is war. Yep. You know, and as art is the interpretation of the environment around you. I mean, think about the Renaissance, mm-hmm. you know, and you look at any Renaissance painting. It's the environment where, in fact, we look at history by looking at its art. Mm-hmm. So. I know we're tired of shooting games and war games. I, I, I haven't played a Call of Duty game since Advanced Warfare, um, which was, I don't even remember how long ago that was. That, that was like 2015 or something. Um, I can't remember. But be, I, I just got tired of But at the same time, war games are mm-hmm. the interpretation of where we live. Exactly. You know? So even shooting games can be uh, classified as art because they are looking at the environment and saying, this is what people know. Yeah. You know, and someday in the future, they will look back on our video games and how many shooter games we, we had. Yeah. When all this war is over, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. You know, they'll look at that and they'll see it as an interpretation of the time we lived. Yeah. Not only that, but like when it comes to those games, like games like Halo, where it's not all humans, like mm-hmm. you have the alien aspect, like there are times I think like the drawings and, p- and characters of aliens in games cannot gross me out anymore and then some artist finds a way to do it yeah they tend they find a way to gross me out more than the last guy have you ever played dead space no i've never heard of that i have it you'll have to play it because dead space and that's the other thing uh, the art behind dead space as freaky as it is in fact i never finished dead space because i played one chapter at a time and after I think like eight chapters, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And by at a time, I mean one a day. Hmm. Like I had to stop after a day. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. But that's because the art is so passionate. Here's the other thing. Uh, little known fact. Well, not very little known fact. If you play Dead Space, you know this. But a fact known about Dead Space is that all of the uh, bodies and corpses in the Dead Space game Right. All, all of the monsters, uh, the artist behind that actually studied, not just looked at, studied car crash victims. They it's actually depressing. It's depressing. It is. But it, it, it just derives all this passion behind their art that. We oh, don't, yeah. yeah. Like good for him for putting himself through that. Yeah. Themselves. That- it's the team of artists. They better have like yeah. the most colorful office or something. They got to have they I hope their Ooh, office too soon. Visceral Games, who made it, they were just shut down by EA. Oh, well, 
I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm hoping that when they were making this game, yeah. that they had like colors and flowers, and they yeah. had donuts and muffins. Like beautiful things happened around them while they were mm-hmm. looking at these pictures. So at least they could look up from their computer mm. and like it's like have a sweet- sunshine, happiness. It's like a sweet and salty bag of chips or like, something yeah or like you know how like you watch a horror movie then you have to watch a funny movie yeah something when, like that hope they hope they had some balance in their life at that time i remember when i watched the movie devil which was taking place in inside an elevator and someone was possessed with the devil oh, um that's fun i had to watch like five episodes of the office after i but i think after i watched the conjuring mm-hmm. i watched like a cartoon like i think i watched like Cloud with a Chance, something along that line, like Cloud yeah. with a Chance of Meatballs or something like that, or Up. I'm like, I have to watch something happy. But that, that's the thing. They were so passionate about making this art so, I won't say lifelike, but so, like the interpretation of it was so scary yeah. that they studied yeah. car crash victims. That's and, insane. And you looked at details and all the yeah. bodies you see in Dead Space are based off of these yeah. studies off of car crash victims. But and even that idea is an art form. That idea that like someone said, "Hey, you know how we can get this perfect? Mm-hmm. We can study these pictures." Which is insane, but that's the passion behind yeah, art. Yeah, that, that's a big passion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's the writing behind it. It's the interpretation of the environment you live in. It's the uh, it's the insanity. Mm. Um. And and I and I wrote on my notes here. I just played and played through a game called uh, Hue, H U E. It was uh, free on uh, the Twitch Prime uh, thing. Yeah. Where like they gave away like I don't know like twenty games this month, and yeah. he was one of them. And I was like, oh, I want to play that. You know, I I, I definitely wanted to check that out. Tacoma was also free, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to play that. But Hue, wow, like. Talk about art forms. Hue is one of the best examples of art in a game that mm-hmm. I've ever played in my life. I mean, quite literally, because the whole game is based off of colors. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's a in, uh, indie developed puzzle game. And you go through these puzzles by changing the color of your environment. So let's say there is a purple block in front of you. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's purple block and you can't get around it. You have to change the environment to purple so that block disappears. Yeah. It, it just blends into the background, you know? Yeah. And like the whole, the all the puzzles you have to solve based on the colors, you know? Yeah. That has to be the most creative idea I've ever played in a long time. Not, I won't say ever, but I, I want to say ever. You know, I'm going to say it. I, it's, it's the most creative idea I've ever, ever played in a video game because... Who who thinks of that? Yeah. You know, a puzzle game based on the yeah, colors that, of your environment. When you showed me that, I was like, I, I even said before, sorry, I'm like, I would never be able to play the game. It would drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. It almost drove me crazy. Like, I I only looked up the answer for one puzzle and I felt and I felt really good because that particular puzzle, all the forms are like, I can't figure this out. It's like all of them. And oh, our dog's gone. He's behind the curtain. Oh, well. Whatever. Yeah. Just uh, let him do whatever he wants. Right on. So it, it's it's not only that, but it's just like the, the creative idea. And this goes into the definition of, of art, the expression or application 
of human creative skill or imagination. And that imagination has to come into play, you know? Yeah. Like this person imagined, you know, he probably studied art. He, I, I, oh, yeah, they were definitely an art major. Yeah, I would not be surprised if he was an art major, you know. And he, he just said, like, with my studies, I want to create a game using the color spectrum in, in art. That's crazy. It, it was mind-blowing. And it's only a four-hour game, too. Like, it's a very short game. So it's $15 on the Xbox Live or PS4 store or on PC. It's probably going to be on sale soon. I, I highly recommend Hue, uh, H-U-E, Hue. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and, and this is the thing that why I'm so passionate about this about this topic is that most people, when they think of art, you know, they think of the things you find in museums. Or, yeah, exactly. Or they say books, not comic books. For an example, yeah. when I was younger, I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone listening ever listen to radio disney oh radio disney so they used to always ask callers like who's your favorite artist Mm -hmm. and i was like and as a kid i was like listening and i would freak out like oh my gosh i can never call radio disney i don't know any artists yeah like i thought they meant like painters i didn't realize they meant musicians musician artists (laughs) i was like i don't know any artists like i was like i'm like i can never call radio disney Mm -hmm. because i don't know any artists and that's the thing is that like the only think of the paint, which uh, props to painters. I mean, Liz, you're a painter. <laughs> Let's you know. not talk. About it. I am not a painter. My wife is a, an amazing painter. I am okay. She's amazing. She's being okay. modest, but but Liz is a painter. Liz paints, so I'm not trying to say like, oh, artists aren't artists. Painters aren't artists. I'm just saying that. Games, uh, video games, deserve to be on that platform oh, as yeah, well. Definitely. They they shouldn't be just seen as uh, a thing that's just thrown together on a weekend. You know, like usually AAA games take four years, four to five years to develop. Yeah. You know, um, and the passion behind it. Like, if if you haven't watched it, uh, any any listeners, I believe it's still on Netflix called Indie Game the Movie. That's really good. Yeah, and it follows. Three main indie developers. You have the team behind uh, Super Meat Boy. Uh, you have, I can't remember his name, but but the developer behind Fez. And then you have the developer behind um, Braid and The Witness. Mm-hmm. And, and it follows these people's stories about how uh, passionate they are yeah. about this. And even the developer behind Braid, which I feel very embarrassed that I can't remember his name because it's a very simple name. Uh, James Blow. I believe his oh, name. Don't look at me. I don't know. I don't even remember yesterday. Yeah, I, th- I think it's James Blow, but we'll we'll just call him Braid Man for now, <laughs> because I I can't remember his name, but I'm pretty sure it's James or John Blow. Um, but he was saying that he was upset when Braid was first released because he was trying to send a message. Yeah. To his audience, uh, to his players, uh, he he was trying to send this um, kind of communication between him and the players. And people just said like, oh, it's just a stupid game where you jump around, and you freeze time. And he was really depressed because people were missing the message. He wasn't getting that connection that he wanted with his players. And it's the kind of depression that an artist who feels, reject- for re- feels rejection gets, you know. But uh, and, and that's why I think that this art form should be on the platform of other art forms, you know. Yeah. But... Uh, at the same time, 
it, it's kind of a like with, with comic books too. It, it can also go into comic books as well as video games. You know, you can't read a book unless you read uh, a comic book. Uh, so, I mean, you, comic books don't count as a book. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's just so bizarre to say because, in, in my opinion, there there's more art in a comic book. Yeah. Than someone who's flapping his lips or flapping his pen around how how smart he is. Yeah. You know. Um, now I read books too, so I'm not trying to say like never read a book. Yeah. Ever again. But just accept gaming and as comics. an art form. Like. Yeah. That's it. And that's it's it. Not that hard. And if someone is still not convinced of games as an art form, I I guarantee you, show them the movie indie game. Oh the my movie. goodness. Yeah. There, there are some scenes where it's just kind of like, like um, the team behind Super Meat Boy did like a, like a penis game. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that was funny. So just a fair warning on that. So like, if you show you like, mom, dad, watch this, and it's <laughs> like, it shows art, and like you just see that like ten second clip of like the penis game, and it's like what? So, so just be aware of that. Uh, just so you're not shocked, but. If they're not convinced, show them that that clip, yeah. show them that documentary because it shows how much passion and drive these people have for their yeah, games. They it, give up their entire lives for their games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they do. They they think of their entire lives. I, I mean, if you here's another. If we're talking about books, uh, definitely read the book um, "Blood, Sweat, and Pixels." Mm-hmm. It, it has, I believe, ten examples of people who develop games and the passion behind it. And all the indie developers gave up their entire lives. Yeah. They, they they started to like, they quit their jobs. They lived off their savings and that, that was all they had. Yeah. They had nothing else. Yeah. They, they worked a part-time job. Uh, and they all do this because of the love of their craft. Exactly. You know, I, and, and that's what I think. And that's the thing. Games aren't just, you know, like it's not like a um what am i thinking of a uh click and drag you know it's not drag and drop drag and drop yeah it's not a drag and drop kind of thing where it's like oh i want buildings in my game you just drag and drop it you copy and paste it no they they build it yeah and it's insane of how much time it takes to build it yeah like i believe uh i i pulled up the example of stardew valley oh my goodness uh i pulled up the uh, example of Stardew Valley. I think he developed that for five years, but he did not stop for yeah. five years. Yeah. You know, and, and gladly that that game sold a oh, lot. Oh yeah, it was definitely worth it. But it was. He said he works like tw- like I think he said eight to sixteen hours a day. Yeah, every day. For five years. Yeah, like, I don't know who... There are not many people in this world who can admit that they can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I certainly know I can't, like... Yeah. I mean, and I'll say on here, I mean, you know, I'm trying to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> and I have such a hard time get just sitting down and trying to focus long enough to write a sentence, let alone five years working on a game and doing nothing else. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, is it like... I just couldn't do it. And I know some listeners are like, well, if you really sit down and really develop this game, yeah. it's like I, I work a full time youth ministry. Uh, if I had and I told Liz this all the time, like it's not that I don't want to develop a game. 
it's the fact that like I don't have the time to commit to this. Yeah. And that's the thing with games. You have to be committed yeah. to run this game. You know? First, you have to have the skill. First, I have to have the skill. Well, like anyone does. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like if you didn't go to school for gaming, but you want to make a game, you have to build your skill before you can even start making the game. Yeah. And, and that's the other part is that like I actually like programming more than I like the art. Um, but, and that's the thing, like, uh, programming is an art too. Like, it, oh, it, yeah. Uh, you, you saw all the, the lines I wrote. It's, it's, it's a fact of like, uh, you're creating art from just like these lines of code. Which, oh, yeah. And it's insane. It's yeah, fascinating. It is. And, and I like that way more. And digital artists, like, I can never, um, I can, and I can never thank enough or ever, uh bring t- attention enough to but and that and that's the thing people should yeah. put the focus on is that like video games are not just a dragon job they're not just this thing and i and i feel like we can be too critical of games oh yeah you know uh to say that like the the graphics are terrible so i'm not going to play this game yeah you know uh l- like i remember i i listened to one podcaster who said he got the game Prey. Prey is one of my favorite games. I, I love Prey. I love Moon Crash. Uh, but he said that he got he got the game. He got it uh, for free from Bethesda, uh, a review copy. And he said, well, you know, it's it doesn't have a PS4 Pro update, so I'm not touching it. Yeah. It's like... You, you, it's so petty. You don't even know the story behind it. You yeah. don't know the gameplay. You don't know what's behind these doors. Though I have to say... On his side, there are times where I go to watch a movie Mm -hmm. and no matter how bad I want to see this movie, Mm -hmm. if I see it, it's in black and white or if it was made in the early 90s and it has like, Mm -hmm. there's 90s graphics and there's like bad 90s graphics and I'm just like, I can't watch it yeah, because we're so spoiled with the graphics we have today that there are times where I cannot focus on a movie if it has terrible graphics anymore because it's just so distracting. I mean that that pulls up a good example because I'm I'm just I'm gonna get judged myself this I'm just starting to play Kingdom Hearts <laughs> like like I said before I, I uh, we got a PS2 mm-hmm. uh, at a flea market and we know somebody who sells PS2 games and we got Kingdom Hearts and since today was my day off I I decided to like jump right into Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. and I won't lie because it was made in 2002 2003 in the early 2000s yeah. i'm playing it i'm enjoying it but it's so hard to focus yeah i'm looking I'm like oh man okay okay so uh, graphics if, so going for that podcaster if he's used to playing on ps4 pro yeah with the ultra 4k yeah it's might be i mean if he has low sense like if he has high sensitivity to like the graphics yeah going on something that's not 4k could just be like yeah throw him off i mean i think i think that's a little unreasonable because going between hd and 4k isn't that big of a difference no going between 90s graphics and today's graphics is a big difference but i think graphics is enough to say like it's not really my preference you know yeah but i don't think it's enough of a reason to put down the game yeah you know yeah exactly i put down cuphead not for the graphics but because i got 
it hated you. It hated me. Like, and this is what I told a lot of people, like, why, why haven't you finished Cuphead? I don't like coming home from work feeling defeated. <laughs> you know, like, and, and that's when I'll usually get my big video games. Yeah. I plan on finishing it. I just haven't picked it up in so long. In a decade or two. In a decade. But the graphics on that game, like the, the art behind that. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. And it's all hand-drawn. Everything yeah. in there is hand-drawn. Good for them. But, that, I mean, that keeps up with the theme of the game. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the time that it's set in, mm-hmm. that's how they did that, animation that's, anyway. That's how they did animation, you know? And they that's what they wanted to do. They, they said, we want to do the same kind of animation that they did in this era. And they were inspired by that. And everything was hand-drawn. Everything was animated in the same way. And, and you can't say that game wasn't an art. You oh, know? yeah. I believe it's won awards, like at the Game Awards. And I can't remember who, who won or not. But there's so much stuff, that, like the behind games, that are just like this interpretation of imagination, you know? Yeah. Uh, even um, uh, Hellblade, uh, Sunua's Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I, I have yet to play that game, but I've heard that as you're playing the game, they say put on headphones, Right. Yeah. Because they have psychologists on staff to uh, to advise the game developers about voices in your head. So the audio that's coming into uh, like out of the game. Yeah. It sounds like you yourself have voices in your head. Yeah. In the same way that a patient does. Sounds cool. And yeah. eerie and also fuel for nightmares. And it's also based off of Viking mythology. So I'm totally into it. <laughs> but it's won you over. Yeah. And it, and it just came out on Xbox, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I I think we can conclude this discussion that um, games should be seen as the same as the same level, not close to like oh it's just another you know art, but yeah, it should be on the same platform. It should be considered art. Yeah, and, that's and that's the thing. End of it. Yeah, and if there's ever a video game museum ever opened up. You can guarantee that someone's going to be like, oh, video games don't deserve a museum. I believe there is a video game museum if I'm. Yeah, yeah I'm sure there's a couple. Yeah, I'll, I'll just have to find it. I'm I'm very certain now that I said it out loud. But like if there's like like to the big grander idea of a regular art museum, mm-hmm. right, uh, to have video games included in that museum, people people's minds would be baffled. But if people yeah. but if those same people saw the work and the passion that these people uh, put behind their their yeah. video games, I think they would change their minds. Yeah. You know? I would hope so. Yeah. Because like you said, with um, Beyond Two Souls, you know, the, the writing behind that game yeah. was so fantastic, so fantastically written that you can't deny exactly. it. You know? And this goes back to our other topic about how games are now becoming more and more popular. It's it's now overtaking movies and TV, you know? Yeah. Like, it is now the most popular art form out mm-hmm. there, you know? So I think we can end this, uh, this discussion with that with that uh, thought. Yeah. To say that games should be seen as the same. Yeah. You know? And like I said, if you haven't seen it, go on Netflix, try to find uh, Indie Game the Movie. Uh, yes, it's definitely watch that. Mm-hmm. It's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with all that being said, we thank you for li- listening to this week's episode. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, 
games and groceries. And don't forget to tweet at us at Gaming Groceries. Uh, to best support the show, you can listen to us on Anchor as well as uh, for free. You can support us by listening to us on Radio Public. Mm-hmm. So we would like to um, thank those two platforms for really supporting the show. Yes, definitely. So if you uh, if you're looking for a place to listen to this, uh, then how are you listening to us? Turn this off and move to the other one. Move to the other one, or listen to it both times. Yeah, listen to it both times. Uh, share it with a friend, like say, hey, this is a great podcast on Radio Public on yep. Anchor. So uh, yeah, and you can support us for free. Yep. But. Uh, another thing is that we're trying to get on another podcast, uh, the ham radio podcast. We're Patreons of that now. So we're trying to get on that. So mm-hmm. if you can just tweet at them like, Hey man, why not games and groceries? You know, they're, they're Patreons of you. They're awesome. They're awesome. <laughs> so, uh, you know, shout us out there and, uh, we hope to see you next week, which, uh, we haven't decided on next week's topic, so I guess next week will be a surprise. Woohoo! So we thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Have a great week and game on. Bye.